1: From St. Pete to Brandon, this is AM Tampa Bay with Jack Harris, where Tampa Bay begins their morning.
2: And a good morning to you on this Tuesday morning, one of our top ten favorite days of the week. It's 5.06 as we begin our Aurorian Information Symposium with Jack and Katie and James and all ready for uh, you to join the group here at 800-969-9352 you can text us at 82945. and if you have our app on your phone uh iheart media you can uh, the
3: iHeartRadio radio app
2: iheart radio yep. not iHeartMedia. media I don't even know how to operate the thing. That's that's
3: the secret business name. No, the iHeartRadio app, it's free. You can download it on your app store and listen to us in crystal clear sound. And if you want to send us a message, just tap the little microphone on the app when you're uh, streaming News Radio WFLA.
2: Yeah, you can send us a 30-second message on anything you want to send it on. We'd like to hear from you. By the way, we're down to the last couple of days of summer, so if you enjoy summer... Get on with it here today and tomorrow, and Thursday evening nine o four p m we will go through the autumnal equinox. Does that mean it's going to be like in the thirties next week? Oh yeah, that <laughs> <laughs> would be incredible if the temperature automatically dropped twenty degrees day and night. that well, would be great, <laughs> it certainly would, but we still have to wait through it at least we've gotten down a little bit. During the summer, the uh, normal high is 91. And, of course, we're above that most of the time. And the normal high is now 90, and pretty soon it'll be 89 and working its way downward. So that's a good thing. By the way, if you went to bed last night, you missed the Rays game. That's a good thing. I heard about that. They lost it to the Astros 4 nothing. Of course, the Astros have the second best record in major leagues and the Rays are down around seventh or eighth. I'm not sure where they stand now, but anyway, they've still got, uh, the Astros. Let's see tonight and tomorrow night. And then the Jays are here for Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And we got a much better chance against them. So that's good news too. Hey, one of the things we're going to be talking about here today is this flap which has emerged over uh, Governor DeSantis and Governor Greg Abbott of Texas sending illegal aliens to places like Nantucket and uh, to Rehoboth Beach, all these kinds of places. This has turned into a very heavy issue right now. Uh, DeSantis sent 50 illegal immigrants to Martha's Vineyard, and that's where former President Obama has a sprawling estate, millions of dollars there, and within a day, the governor of Massachusetts activated the National Guard and transported those people to a military base on Cape Cod. But these people that live at Martha's Vineyard and have these expensive homes, they're the ones that are saying that You've got to let those illegals into this country. Let them come into this country. Yeah, but don't let them here. Yeah, don't let them come here, but let them into the country. Let them go to Florida. And DeSantis is sending him up there, and Senator Cruz is, well, we'll get into that here in a minute, because Senator Cruz has gotten involved in this now. Ted I, Cruz from I, Texas.
3: I can't believe he activated the National Guard over 50 people.
2: Oh, I know. That's that's incredible. This has turned into a whale of an issue right now. And somebody is going to have to, well, I've been saying all along, they need to send about three divisions of our military to protect the United States of America. You've got all kinds of criminals coming across there now.
3: I think that's a pipe dream, Jack. I don't think they'll ever send you know our military down to the border.
2: And yet that's the function of the military is to protect the United States of America. It has been ever since they began. And yet we don't use them to protect the United States of America. That's a shame. Anyway, it's five eleven, and let's check in with John Thomas
1: on traffic. Quick, takes. Quick takes. Ripping through the biggest news stories of the day in record time. Providing you all you need to know. This is AM Tampa Bay with Jack Harris.
2: And Chris Trankman in here from the newsroom this morning. And what's up this morning, Chris?
4: Well, good morning, Jack. So authorities in Texas are now investigating the circumstances surrounding the governor's decision to fly migrants from San Antonio to Martha's Vineyard. Bayer County Sheriff Javier Salazar says his office He's trying to find out if these migrants from Venezuela were victims of a crime. It's his understanding that they were lured from a migrant resource center, flown to Florida, and then left to uh, fend for themselves on the tarmac up in Martha's Vineyard. Yeah, this thing,
2: this is crazy that we allow these illegals to pour across that border when we know that fentanyl is coming across the border and it's caused a crisis in this country and there's so many deaths now from fentanyl because you've got fentanyl dealers that are coming into this country making big bucks and you've got the government has stopped on occasion people who are on our terrorist list if you're a terrorist and you want to get into this country and do something horrific just come across the border nobody's going to stop you
4: This is crazy. We have an open border like this. Well, none of these Venezuelans uh, were fentanyl dealers or uh, convicted criminals. Uh, But they were staying at a resource center uh, in Texas. The question is whether they were human trafficked because it's illegal to trick people to uh, get onto a transport and then be transported over to another state. And that goes for uh, people who are tricked into prostitution and other human trafficking human trafficking crimes and so we'll see if there's anything to this investigation. Now, you know, the the sheriff in Texas is a Democrat, so Republicans are saying that this is a political investigation. Uh Governor DeSantis said yesterday that he's he was simply trying to point out the issue like you're talking about Jack that there's a problem with the border and a problem with the immigration system. Oh, there's a big big problem and the point is
2: if these people did it the way it used to be done, you can apply for citizenship and get it it'll take longer you don't just walk across the border and get phones and money and all that kind of stuff you got to work a little harder to get it but you can get it and I remember and I've said this before but years ago I emceed at a citizenship um, well a ceremony where 250 people were getting their citizenship and we had it down uh, downtown. I'm not even sure where it was there, but...
4: Yeah, I think they do I, it down at one of the federal facilities there, and they yeah. it's like a ceremony to give uh, recognition to the people for doing it the right way.
2: Yeah, and there are lots of people from Mexico and Cuba and all of these places that they did it the right way, and they came up on stage, received their citizenship papers, and, and that's the way it ought to be done, not sneaking across the border with fentanyl and all the other things. I mean it's just crazy that we don't protect our border and I said it a million times and I'm going to say it a million more send American divisions of the military down there to protect the United States of America.
4: So Hurricane Fiona now a major category three storm as it approaches the Turks and Caicos Islands 115 mile per hour winds this, after the system left behind catastrophic flooding and widespread power outages in Puerto Rico, two people there confirmed dead, and 300 FEMA workers are expected to be sent there to restore power and fix damage on the island. So, this is on the five year anniversary of hu- Hurricane Maria. Oh, yeah. Which was the really devastating storm that killed 3,000 people and wrecked the power grid back in 2017 and they really haven't recovered i mean if you talk to people in puerto rico they'll tell you power outages are a way of life and so now they don't have any power and uh they have they have some serious questions as to just uh how their power grid is uh is put together because it's clearly not working working right
2: yeah this thing was really incredible and then it headed on up to
4: dominican republic and now it's headed up toward bermuda Yeah, I mean, Bermuda, you see it out there in the open water there. And that if, if this storm gets as strong as they're predicting, they say it could get to category four status. Oh, yeah. Bermuda could be in big trouble. And they're saying it's strong enough that it might make it all the way up towards uh, Canada at some point and still have hurricane strength. Yeah. I was,
2: uh, Joy and I were in Bermuda one time when they had, I think it was only a tropical storm strength but it came on shore and they dealt with it very very well because they get a lot of tropical storms and hurricanes there but it was just amazing to well we obviously had to stay in the hotel but uh there's no planes were flying in and out for a yeah, while
4: you got caught in the bermuda triangle Jack. yeah
2: and i was in dominican republic one time and we had the military event down there back before i got sent to vietnam when uh they had a tropical storm hit the beaches down there. Yeah, in Dominican Republic, they didn't deal with it that well. But nevertheless, this, that's what happens in this part of the country.
4: Yeah, we're at that time of year, Jack, where these storms are uh, getting more intense. We're just fortunate so far that they have not reached the uh, Caribbean or the Gulf or anywhere near Florida. And none here. That's none right, coming here, and we're over halfway through the season now thank goodness so Tom Brady says he admits his emotions got out of hand during the uh, portion of Sunday's game against New Orleans he slammed down an iPad to the ground and then he got into a verbal altercation with Marshawn Lattimore the cornerback for the Saints that led to shoving with Bucks running back Leonard Fournette and then Mike Evans came off the bench and knocked Lattimore to the ground so he's been suspended by the NFL for one game Lattimore, on the other hand, is off the hook. Yeah, that's crazy. They didn't get Lattimore because of what he was doing to Brady, right?
2: In the first place, the reason Mike Evans came after him. I mean, you know, maybe you should suspend Evans. I don't know for a game, but to suspend him and not Lattimore, who was involved in this thing. I mean, Evans didn't go out there just to punch a guy just because he was on the field. Yeah, he was he did defending it Tom Brady. Because he was defending his quarterback. And yet,
4: Lattimore did not get fined or anything on this thing. You know, they talk about on the field that a lot of times these flags are thrown. Because of the second hit, you know, there's the, the the instigator sort of sneaks by and then the guy who follows up gets caught. Yeah. But the thing about these follow-up uh, suspensions is the NFL reviews all this on tape. So they saw everything that happened and watched over uh, all the incidents that occurred before what happened with Mike Evans and still determined that Evans was the only one to get suspended. So the options are that uh, the Bucks can appeal this. And we'll see if they take that uh, step. But Brady, uh, talking on his podcast, uh, did not agree with it at all, and uh, it said he appreciated that his teammates came to his defense. Yeah, he uh, is going to not get
2: paid for that game, which is going to be tough on him because he only
4: makes a little over sixteen million a year. Poof! <laughs> I don't know how that works out, but that's a lot of that's a lot of money, isn't it? <laughs> divide up that by the number of games and that's, uh, yes. that's a chunk of change you know you could tell he knew that i mean he was mad when he left the game on uh on sunday i mean he was well, the fans was. were giving it to him and then you know he was sort of giving it back to them but uh you know these are the kinds of things that happen when you have a, a tough rivalry i mean the the bucks had not won against the saints in seven tries yeah so and, we had to wait till they had a Former Buccaneer quarterback before we could be. <laughs> <laughs> Jameis Winston. Yeah, I think he he's still getting paid by the Bucks, apparently, because <laughs> uh, he sure helped hand it to us. Yes. So Queen Elizabeth at her final resting place, she was buried in Windsor after more than a week of mourning across the United Kingdom and the rest of the world. She's resting by the side of her longtime husband, Prince Philip, the Duke of Edinburgh. He died last year at the age of 99. Yeah. And so her burial came after the funeral service, which was uh, broadcast around the world, uh, and it was expected that it would be viewed by billions of people. Yeah, I saw a part of it. I didn't watch the whole thing. Joy did, I think.
2: But I had to get up and go to work.
4: <laughs> yeah. There was a lot of sort of parades, and uh, there was the car that carried the casket, And uh, there were some uh, gun salutes and, you know, that sort of thing. It was a lot of pomp and circumstance in uh, that British way. And, uh, you know, a lot of people who were there to watch, uh, a lot of the Brits standing on the side of the road and whatnot, were in tears, you know, as this car went by. Well, we'll have more coming up here in about seven minutes
2: from Chris Trinkman. Thanks, Thanks, Chris. Thank you. It's 524. Time to check in now with John Thomas and traffic.
1: The latest headlines, weather, and traffic every weekday morning. This is AM Tampa Bay with Jack Harris on News Radio WFLA. 528, and let's
2: check in with Raul in Clearwater. And what's on your mind, Raul? Hey,
5: good morning, guys. Hey, uh, I just wanted to make a quick comment. <clears throat> when you guys were talking about the
6: NFL ruling, how. Uh, that the NFL uh, reviewed that film. They obviously weren't reviewing the whole film because if you look at the film, you'll see that uh, Latimer or the other guy that was
5: standing next to him smacked Fortnite upside the head. That's when Evans actually came and and made that aggressive move.
2: Well, thank you on that, Raul, because uh, this thing has gotten incredibly complex. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking that's true, what you say, definitely, and they apparently didn't review the whole thing. It's 5.28 on
1: AM Tampa Bay. Not currently under contract. Keeping you up on what's trending, here's the AM Tampa Bay trendsetter, Katie Bacino.
2: And at 5.37, Katie, what's trending today?
7: Well, you know I always kick it off with some national days, a few days to celebrate. It is National Voter Registration Day today. Go vote! Yeah, Na- well, Nash-
3: registered vote. We'll have a guest on for that <laughs> later
7: in the show, too. National Fried Rice Day. National- fried rice. Fried rice. Mm. Like chicken fried rice. So good. Love fried rice.
2: Maybe yeah. I do and don't know it.
7: Maybe you do. <laughs> we'll
2: bring you some Chinese
1: food.
7: National pepperoni pizza day and National string cheese day. Pepperoni, pepperoni, string
1: cheese.
7: String cheese, yeah.
1: What's
2: string cheese?
7: It's cheese that you can pull into strings. You would you would recognize it. They're just like long pieces of cheese. I don't really like know how to describe
2: it.
3: Cylindrical. String.
7: Yeah. I don't. It's a yeah. I, I've never been asked that question. I don't know how to describe what string cheese is. It's just Katie's like. Katie's
3: mind just went off.
7: I know. I was like, uh. I, don't, I have no idea. A tube of cheese in which you can peel into strings.
2: Okay. Okay.
7: Good stuff. We love string cheese. Mm. But pepperoni pizza day, I might have to order one from 7 Eleven because you can get those oh, any time of day I like delivered the, uh, to your door.
2: I like the sausage on it. I used to get pepperoni and sausage on it at Tate's, but. Recently, I've just been getting sausage on it, and I like it even better.
7: Well, it I mean, ain't sausage pizza day today, Jack. It's pepperoni. Pepperoni. <laughs>
0: Pepper pepperoni. pepperoni.
7: I've never had. I'm never had just sausage pizza. I've had sausage at like a combination pizza, but I've never had just sausage pizza. Hmm. Interesting.
3: Yeah. By the way, the string cheese is a uh, mozzarella cheese. Mozzarella. Oh,
2: mozzarella! I like that.
3: Thanks to yeah. our uh, one of our favorite listeners here. Yes.
7: Well, you can get good. you can get string cheese and other flavors. So I think it's just not like the authentic string cheese. Like you can go to Publix and get like Colby Jack string cheese, but I think it's more just cheese made to look yeah. like string cheese. It's not the original mozzarella Hmm. so there is a flying bike that made its u.s. debut at the north american auto show in detroit it's going to be a flying bike traveling 62 miles per hour and it is going to cost $777,000 right now
2: i was reading about that when I, i unloaded that story too and that's incredible Travels 62 miles an hour for up to 40 minutes.
7: Only 200 are being made at the price of $770,000. Yeah.
2: So there's going
7: to be some very rich people flying their bikes.
2: The Hover Bike with two large central rotors that move thanks to a 228-horsepower gas-powered Kawasaki motorcycle engine and four smaller electric support rotors are on the outer edges as well. And then when it's on the ground, it rests on two landing skids, similar to those you'd find on a conventional helicopter. They've been working on it. it weighs 660 pounds and about 12 feet long. I think I'll stay with a regular bike. But they're talking now about those robotic air taxis. I can't wait for this. Yeah, I like that. I'd love to ride an air taxi from... St. Pete to Tampa and back. It'd be great. <laughs> well, it is 5:40 on AM Tampa Bay. Well, I got one thing I got to throw in here eventually, Katie. I've been waiting for you to be here for sure about um, a particular kind of sandwich. We'll get into it later. 5:40 and time to check in with John Thomas and traffic.
3: For the Moss Nissan Traffic Center, on our roads are major interstates, I-4, I-75, I-275, and Bay Area bridges. We have no major delays. This traffic report is sponsored by World Triathlon Corporation. The public's Rock and Roll Clearwater is coming to Pier 60 October 1st and 2nd. Online registration is closing soon, and there are limited spots left. Hurry to sign up before September 25th at midnight. Register online at runrockandroll.com slash clearwater and use discount code IHEART10 for $10 off. John Thomas, News Radio,
1: WFLA.
0: now, taking a look back at This Day in History
1: on AM Tampa Bay with Jack Harris.
2: And This Day in History is presented by the Duncan Duo. Today in history for September 20th. In 1519, Ferdinand Magellan set sail from San Lucar de Barmeda with about 270 men on his expedition, which ultimately culminated In the first circumnavigation of the globe, 1586, a number of conspirators in the Babington Plot are hanged and drawn and quartered. 1737, the finish of the walking purchase, which forced the cession of 1.2 million acres of Lenape, Delaware, tribal land to the Pennsylvania colony. 1860, the future King Edward VII of the United Kingdom begins the first visit to North America by a Prince of Wales. 1863, in the Civil War, the Battle of Chickamauga in northwestern Georgia ends in a Confederate victory. 1881, U.S. President Chester A. Arthur is sworn in upon the death of James A. Garfield the previous day. 1893, Charles Duryea and his brother Road Test, the first American-made gasoline-powered automobile. 1962, James Meredith, an African-American, is temporarily barred from entering the University of Mississippi. 1973, Billie Jean King beats Bobby Riggs in the Battle of the Sexes tennis match at the Houston Astrodome. And I got to MC a battle. They had another battle in Washington, D.C. when I was up there in 75. 1973, singer Jim Croce, songwriter and musician Mari Muleison and four others die when their light aircraft crashes on takeoff at Natchitoches Regional Airport in Louisiana. 1982, the NFL season, American football players In the National Football League began a 57-day strike. 1984, a suicide bomber in a car attacks the U.S. Embassy in Beirut, Lebanon, killing 22 people. In 2001, in an address to a joint session of Congress and the American people, President George W. Bush declares a war on terror. This is after the bombing of the World Trade Centers. 2007, between 15,000 and 20,000 protesters march on Jenna, Louisiana in support of six black youths who had been convicted of assaulting a white classmate. 2011, the U.S. military ends its Don't Ask, Don't Tell policy allowing gay men and women to serve openly for the first time. In 2017, Hurricane Maria makes landfall in Puerto Rico as a powerful Category 4 hurricane, resulting in 2,975 deaths and $90 billion in damage and a major humanitarian crisis. And, of course, they're facing a hurricane right now. 2019 roughly 4 million people mostly students demonstrate across the world to address climate change 16 year old Greta Thunberg from Sweden leads the demonstration in New York City and finally in 1887 Tampa Electric and Power Company received its franchise from the city back in 1887 and that's what we generally refer to as Tico today. This day in history was presented by the Duncan Duo. Get your career booming by being a part of the number one real estate team in Florida. Visit now. Join the duo.com. It's 549 on AM Tampa Bay. And here's John Thomas now with traffic.
1: Live from the WFLA studios. This is AM Tampa Bay with Jack Harris on News Radio WFLA.
2: It's five fifty three on AM Tampa Bay, and we're joined now by Rory O'Neill, our NBC News Radio reporter. And uh, Rory, the Pentagon is opening a review of clandestine psychological operations that have been sanctioned by the military. And I'm wondering, what are some of the procedures that are being reviewed, and where are they being used? And interestingly enough, when I was in the military back, well, we were in Vietnam and Dominican Republic, I was in what we called PSYOPs. It had been called psychological warfare, and they thought that sounded too strong, so they changed it to psychological operations.
5: Oh, there you go. Yeah, I thought you were going to tell me about the war between the blue and the gray, but all right.
1: Uh.
2: <laughs> I don't go quite back that far, but close.
5: <laughs> well, you know, actually, they think a lot of this uh, may be based at CENTCOM they are in Tampa. But they have set up these Twitter and Facebook accounts to spread disinformation. So the Pentagon has ordered this review and audit, really, of how it conducts these clandestine information warfare campaigns online. Facebook and Twitter, uh, say these accounts, these fake accounts, violate their policies. They may not be necessarily illegal, but the government says some of the information that comes from CENTCOM may conflict with what the CIA is trying to do, which may conflict with what the State Department is trying to do. Essentially, they're trying to get their ducks in a row and figure out who's saying what online right now.
2: Hmm. Well, I hope they uh, succeed. I know back in <laughs> those days, that our psyops was just, Dropping leaflets and loudspeakers out of planes, so it was much well, easier. I, uh,
5: can I can I ask you a question? Like, who wrote the leaflet?
2: Uh, I guess you know? we had interpreters that must have written them because they were <laughs> in did Vietnamese. That the,
5: was, did that come from the Defense Department versus the State Department, or?
2: No, nah, we did it over did there.
5: I, <laughs> okay. Well, I'm just wondering. You know, like I guess the modern day equivalent would be this is a leafleting campaign but who's writing the leaflet is the question and who's putting that message on there and what's the message they're trying to put out you know something the state department says is look we're trying not to do this stuff because we're trying to look better than our enemies you know and not stoop down to their tactics
2: they used to have a psyops school in uh, baltimore it was sport hollibird that's not there anymore but it was an intelligence school and one big section of it was psyops hmm.
5: Yeah, I mean, that is a big part, I think, of any, uh, you know, military operation. It's important. But uh, I think what they're finding right now is that maybe, you know, someone may be putting messages in some fake Twitter account that don't necessarily represent the mission that uh, our Defense Department or our State Department are trying to get out there. So I think they're trying to make sure that, uh, first of all, that the, the messaging is the same. But secondly, keeping in mind, uh, you know, these kind of accounts violate policies at Twitter and Facebook. They're not supposed to exist.
2: Yeah, and again, this, of course, is taking place from right here at CENTCOM at MacDill Air Force Base, so we've probably got a couple of listeners now that know exactly what we're doing.
5: All <laughs> right, this was all reported by the Washington Post, so the story broke yesterday that this has been underway.
2: Hmm. Well, we'll have to see how that plays out, but Rory O'Neill, our NBC News radio reporter, and you can find him on Twitter, at Radio Rory. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow, Rory.
5: Thanks, Jack. Talk to you then.
2: Thank you. And coming up in the next hour here, we've got our jokes and a lot of birthdays and Aaron Real. And um, also we've got a special guest regarding National Voter Registration Day, which happens to be today. It's 5.57 on AM Tampa Bay.
1: From Odessa to Clearwater, this is AM Tampa Bay with Jack Harris, where Tampa Bay begins their morning. Good
2: morning, a Tuesday morning at 6.06 with your palpitating palaver paladins, Jack Harris, Katie Bacino, and James Berlander. And you can join us at 800-969-9352 for something you want to talk about. Got a bunch of birthdays today. We got 14 of them. At least. That's without Katie's and James. But Brian Sullivan. Uh, John Rieger, who used to own and run the Damn Shanty Restaurant, which was behind the radio station back when it was up on Jackson Street. Greg Lahasky, a fellow Mountaineer. Uh, Ray Markham. Dina Alessi Bowden. James W. Grant. Uh, from the Florida legislature, KJ Taylor, George Labanka, Cindy Wilkinson, Joanne Lewis, Doris Weatherford, Jason Fulmino. i oh, you're still going. Ann Fagan and one more to go. My good buddy Mike Calta. Ah. Oh. And that's mine. Have you guys got any?
7: I do, I have my cousin Cheryl Yando, I have Mike Calta as well, of course, Ray Markham, Darren Childs, and Randy Knight.
2: And how about you, James? I got (laughs) nothing. (laughs) Sorry. Well, I got a lot of birthdays today on September 20th. How do
3: you guys have so many friends?
2: (laughs) I don't know. Man, you could add me on Facebook. Well, this is the most I've ever had. Now, here we go with some jokes. Why did the Scarecrow win an award? I don't
7: know. It was
2: outstanding in its field. Ah. <laughs> when is a door no longer a door?
7: When it's a jar.
2: Yes. <laughs> Can February march?
7: No, but April, May.
2: Well, you got all these right. <laughs> why was six afraid of seven because
7: seven eight nine (laughs) wow you're kidding me
2: (laughs) nailing these things why did the yogurt go to the art exhibit uh exhibition Uh, Uh, something about yeast i don't know it was cultured Uh, Uh, I'll, i'll save the rest of these for tomorrow do you all have any
7: um i have one it's not very good but i'll give it to you anyways where should you go in the room if you're feeling cold
2: if you're feeling cold where should you go in the room
7: the corner because they're usually 90 degrees
2: (laughs) very good (laughs) (laughs) how about you james have you got any i got
3: one what's the difference between a rabbit and a plum a
2: rabbit and a plum Let's see, hair. No.
7: One's uh-huh. a rabbit and one's a plum.
2: They're both purple except for the rabbit. <laughs>
3: That's stupid.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I don't get that, it. We'll vote that one in as the worst of the morning. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> both purple except the rabbit. Well, there you go. Hey, we got to say good morning to Philemon in Minnesota, the dude meister. Who's been listening to us for many, many years up in Minnesota on our uh, iHeart. And so, good morning to Philly It's ten minutes after six. Time to check in now with John Thomas and
1: traffic. 619. Live on 99.1 FM in Pasco County. This is AM Tampa Bay with Jack Harris on News Radio WFLA. 615
2: on AM Tampa Bay. And, again, if you want to call us, 800-969-9352, or you can text us at 82945 and begin your text with the call letters WFLA. And we got a caller right now, Glenn in Tampa. And what's morning, on your Jack, mind this morning, Katie, Glenn?
6: Katie, James.
2: Hey, on the uh, southwest border, <clears throat> Governor uh, DeSantis and Abbott they are sending the wrong... Wrong state. They ought to send them up there where uh, Joe Biden lives. Not only that, but uh, I know what it was like when I had to go through and get my wife on the uh, her her, uh, citizenship legally years ago. So that yeah, they ought to start sending them up there to Delaware.
6: We already have actually yeah
2: i think i think uh they have sent some let's see
7: they did that a while ago and then they just did a second bus two days ago showed up outside of kamala harris's
2: yeah they have sent them to kamala's and also up to delaware to um well to near where uh biden lived at one time but um yeah they're doing it they're In fact, Senator Cruz has urged DeSantis to send illegal immigrants to three new Democrat-run areas. He said they ought uh, to—I mean, he's been sending them to Martha's Vineyard, where uh, all the rich folks hang out. And on Twitter, uh, the Republican senator, Ted Cruz, and Texas Governor Greg Abbott— Um. They urged them to send illegal aliens to Nantucket, Massachusetts, Palo Alto, California, and Rehoboth Beach, Delaware. That's it. They're urging him to do that. That would be a good idea. Rehoboth Beach, Delaware. And uh, they say like Martha's Vineyard, Nantucket is often used as a vacation spot for the very wealthy and powerful. Um, and Rehoboth Beach is where President Biden has a vacation house uh, in Palo Alto, a city in Silicon Valley, home to several large tech companies, and well, as you know, for months now, Abbott has been sending illegal immigrants from the uh, border to Democrat-run areas, including New York, Chicago, and Washington, which are all sanctuary cities, as they call them. And then the leaders of those areas are now sounding an alarm saying their municipalities can't handle the influx. And, of course, everybody's replying, well, you hypocrites. And on September 15th, Abbott sent several buses filled with illegal immigrants to Washington, and they were dropped off outside the official residence of Vice President uh, Kamala Harris, and that would be the Naval Observatory up there on just off Connecticut Avenue where she lives. And about the same time, DeSantis sent 50 to Martha's Vineyard where former President Obama has a sprawling estate. And within a day, the governor of Massachusetts activated the National Guard and transported them to a base on Cape Cod. And, um, Top Democrats, including officials in the White House, have condemned the move, saying that DeSantis and Abbott are engaging in human trafficking. But, of course, these illegals are loving it. (laughs) But, nevertheless, they've got to protect our border. I mean, we've got fentanyl coming across. We've got all kinds of bad people that are coming into this country illegally, and they're not being stopped. And again, they even have had some who are on the potential terrorist list that they've found coming across the border. So we don't know how many potential terrorists have come across our border. It's just crazy what's happening right now, and that we're unprotected down there. Hey, want to? One other thing, urge you to check out our blog here. Katie's got good stuff on here. How to haul your junk with no truck or U-Haul. I haven't seen that one yet. And what may be the greatest political ad you've ever seen. This one I love. Five reasons why it's tough to be a guy. You'll have to look at that one. But go to amchampabay.com amchampabay.com and um, check them all out. When you got a little free time, you're going to love it. It's 6.20 on AM Tampa Bay and time to check out
1: traffic now with John Thomas. Live on the free iHeart Radio app, this is AM Tampa Bay with Jack Harris on News Radio WFLA.
2: And we're joined now by Aaron Real, our NBC News radio reporter. And Aaron, gold they're saying is a safe haven in bad times like this, but why is its value down so much this year?
9: Yes, that is the big question. You know, it's supposed to be the place where you go when stocks are a mess, but it's down eight percent this year. And really, it it took a jump in the beginning of the year. Prices uh, went to near all-time highs earlier this year. And this was shortly after Russia's invasion of Ukraine. But then it dropped precipitously. It's now settled at uh, the 2022 high of 2069, a troy ounce. It's now down to its worst annual performance in more than ten, than seven years. So why is this happening? Really, it comes down to nervous investors who want to have a safe, boring asset when the stock market is a mess. They don't, they, they should favor gold, but they're not just favoring gold. And a lot of that has to do with the Federal Reserve, not surprisingly. So obviously the Fed's aggressive rate rising campaign that's really shaking up all corners of the financial market and commodities being one of them. But many people are liking to scoop up treasury bonds now, and that's because the treasury yields, they tend to move in tandem with investor expectation for the Fed benchmark rate, and they keep moving that up. So investors these days can get a pretty big return, a relatively big return on government bonds. In fact, the yield on the two-year treasury, that hit its highest level since 2007, that Plus the fact that treasuries, unlike gold, they offer these regular payouts, so you don't just hold it and wait to sell. You can regularly be paid from it. That's pushed a lot of risk-averse investors from gold to bond. Also, the U.S. dollar, that is a safe haven, and it's further complicating matters because investors have been snapping up the U.S. currency. That's also pushed it to 20-year highs, and that has made gold more expensive for overseas buyers and really dampened the demand there as well.
2: Well, you know, people who watch a lot of TV see a lot of commercials for buying gold done by some semi-celebrities, and they really push it.
9: They do, And, and it's important to always be, to look at those with a skeptical eye when you see a relatively familiar face hawking some sort of commodity, Proceed with caution. It's generally, they're getting paid in cash, that celebrity, usually not gold. And if you just, you know, do your due diligence and never take market advice from a commercial. But so far this year, it's down 8%. That we know. Now, for the upside of gold, gold does remain a better option than stocks because the S&P, that's down 19%. But gold is down 8%. However, many investors, they expect the Fed to begin to slow the pace of these rate increases. We're probably going to get another one tomorrow, but that's going to happen next year. That could bring down the yields and the value of the dollar, which would boost gold prices. But across the board, um, gold is not what you want to be in right now.
2: Hmm. Hey, one other topic, and we're not going to have time to get into it here now, but I definitely want to get into it tomorrow because this is uh, pretty interesting It's, I'm reading here from what you've put down, it's banned book week in America, and some books are being taken off the shelves, and of course libraries are reacting to that, but I guess we'll talk about it tomorrow because I'm going to hear what books are being banned and why they're being banned.
9: Absolutely, we can discuss tomorrow. But it's uh, at least twenty five hundred times in more than one hundred and thirty schools across thirty plus states. It's a real movement that's picked up speed since twenty twenty one. We can absolutely get into detail tomorrow for sure. Oh wow,
2: Aaron Rial, our NBC News radio reporter, and looking forward to hearing from you tomorrow.
9: Have a great day.
2: All right, you too. It's six twenty eight on AM Tampa Bay.
8: What if you could have a career?
4: Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. Let's
1: hear about the dopiest dope of all the dopes of the day. On AM Tampa Bay with Jack Harris.
2: And at 638, who's our dope of the day, Katie?
7: Well, she is a complete nut job, crazy woman, (laughs) Christina Adams. She actually, I mean, she's real dope. Like, she committed murder. She's a Florida woman, and she allegedly stabbed her roommate multiple times and then cleaned the evidence up and went shopping. So I guess she stabbed her roommate after being asked to leave the home, and she initially denied any involvement in the incident, but later she told detective that she did grab a large knife and attacked the victim and stabbed him multiple times. She continued her confession, telling the officers that after she believed the victim was dead, she attempted to destroy the evidence, changed her clothes, and went shopping. You know, she just wanted to live her normal life. It's called
3: retail therapy.
7: I guess so. Some type of therapy. She's like, you know what? I'm not feeling so good about what I just did. Let me just run to Target, get a couple things I need. People are crazy, though. I mean, it, this is happening more and more. Not people going shopping after they commit murder, <laughs> but just people continuing their daily lives like they didn't just murder someone. Like, murdering no. is just becoming like a normal thing that happens, and There's it's really scary. past. I'm telling you christina adams of marion county florida she's our dope of the day
2: that's up in ocala right
7: i i think
2: so somewhere yeah sure well there you go i saw this uh, i get all these quizzes all the time Mm -hmm. email i I mean jillions of them and i saw this one that caught my attention which celebrity loved peanut butter and banana sandwiches and it gives you four choices um, john lennon elvis presley babe ruth or princess diana i'm gonna go with elvis how about you katie
7: i'd say elvis
2: you were both right Woohoo it was elvis presley how about you all do you like peanut butter and banana sandwiches i've never had one
7: i have and it's actually really good i remember when Great. reese's did something years and years ago for Elvis, and they did like a banana flavored Reese, so it would be like the peanut butter and Reese's, and that's when I first learned that Elvis liked the peanut butter and banana. So I remember trying it; it's really good. I don't eat it often, but it's a yummy little sweet treat.
3: That would explain why he sang so weird. He always had peanut butter in his mouth, like yeah. when I'll go to the it. <laughs> <laughs> that
7: was a really good. Chance. It's that's
2: nice. <laughs> yeah, I love peanut butter and banana sandwiches. I only make them about once every. Well, a couple of weeks or something like that for lunch, but when we're on the road, Joy takes a banana and these little things of peanut butter and she'll slice the bananas and put a little dab of peanut butter on each of the slices. And I love it. But for those who haven't tried a peanut butter and banana sandwich, you want to try it and then you'll sing like Elvis. It's six forty on AM Tampa Bay. Time to check in with John Thomas and traffic.
1: Jack, Katie, and James every weekday morning. This is AM Tampa Bay with Jack Harris on News Radio WFLA. It's six forty-five on AM Tampa Bay.
2: By the way, Representative Nails, uh, Texas Republican Representative Troy Nails, on Sunday said the department of homeland security has confirmed that venezuela is sending violent criminals to the u.s through the southern border i feel like this is always happening this is ridiculous that we don't protect that border and, and building a wall isn't going to do it they just come over the wall but it's just ridiculous we'll get more into that in a few minutes but we've got Jay Christian Adams joining us right now, the president of the Public Interest Legal Foundation. And, um, I understand today is National Voter Registration Day, which of course has a goal of registering tens of thousands of potential voters. And you guys are pushing this in a big, big way and you're pushing it in a non-political way,
6: right? right if 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 you're listening to this show uh which you are you need to get registered to vote if you're not already it's super easy to get registered to vote you could do it online uh you can do it at, at the post office sometimes you can do a military recruitment centers it's really hard these days to not register to vote and it's national registration day uh it illustrates the importance of registration and voting but also that the voter rolls are a mess in a lot of places around the country. But the thing to do if you're not registered is go get registered.
2: Yeah, I I see here that uh, 349,000-plus apparently deceased registrants across 41 states' voter rolls, and you've got likely duplicate registrants appearing to have cast second votes in 2018, from the same address and i guess you've got some problems with that as well
6: you do particularly in states like michigan the public interest legal foundation right and now has been in a two-year litigation battle in federal court with the secretary of state of michigan why because they have twenty five thousand dead people on the active rolls and we told them about it and they didn't do anything still haven't fixed it Uh, That's not the way elections are supposed to run. Uh, We're supposed to have clean voter registration rolls under federal law, uh, but that's all the more reason why it's important to register to vote with a current name and address if you're not registered to vote on National Voter Registration Day.
2: Yeah, some states have real problems with uh, people who aren't supposed to be voting or people who vote twice or whatever the case may be
6: right they do i will tell you some good news florida uh particularly uh some recent changes that have been made is one of the better states in the country i sued the broward county register a number of years ago brenda snipes and during that trial uh we saw firsthand how florida has laws in place that let the voter rolls get cleaned up better than most states you can use things like jury declination forms what does that mean it's when somebody gets out of jury duty by saying that they're not a citizen of the united states and you get the voter rolls from uh, you get the jury list from the voter rolls so if somebody says they're not a citizen then you need to look at their voter registration because if they're not a citizen they're not a citizen right oh yeah uh, and so florida's got some good tools to clean the voter rolls
2: that is bizarre well let's hope they can clean them up here before november
6: <laughs> but right
2: what's your uh, website
6: public interest legal.org
2: public interest j christian adams thanks for joining us this morning on am tampa bay
6: thanks for having me bye-bye
2: it's six forty nine on am tampa bay and time to check in with john thomas and traffic
1: on air and online at WFLANews.com This is AM Tampa Bay with Jack Harris on News Radio WFLA.
2: 652 on AM Tampa Bay with Jack and Katie and James on board here. Uh, we were talking about that story but um, the Texas Republican Representative Troy Neus, I think is the way you pronounce it, but um he said the department of homeland security has confirmed that venezuela is sending violent criminals through the southern border and venezuela is emptying their prisons and then they're shipping these violent criminals to our southern border and according to the representative he said president trump warned us of this um years ago and Trump had said on several occasions that foreign countries are emptying their prisons into the U.S. And he retweeted a post from Fox News contributor Sarah Carter who said, this is exactly what I've been warning about. We're being exploited because of our border policy. And his concerns come after an alleged DHS intelligence report that um, well, it was cited by Breitbart on Sunday instructing Border Patrol agents to be on the lookout for inmates that appear to have been purposely freed by the Venezuelan socialist leader Nicolas Maduro and of course we've got the largest number of migrant encounters on record and it's going to continue like that unfortunately unless we get something done Hey, by the way, I want to mention, and this is for our older listeners who would know who this is, but Henry Silva, who was a character actor most known for playing villains and tough guys, he was in movies like The Manchurian Candidate and Ocean's Eleven and all that. He uh, passed away over the weekend at age 95, and his son said he died of natural causes at the uh, motion picture and television country house and hospital. I've never heard of that place in Woodland Hills, California, but he had some, some pretty good roles. Again, he was character actor and, um, a backup guy to all the stars. I mean, he was in Ocean's Eleven, a hat full of rain. Um, I mean, Manchurian candidate. But this guy, the reason I want to bring it up, I got to meet him back when we had the Tampa Bay Bandits back in the 80s. And Burt Reynolds, of course, was the guy. He was a part owner of the team, and he had a place over in Jupiter. And this whole bunch of movie stars were visiting him, and he had them flown to Tampa for a Bandits game. And I can't remember the names of all of them. There were about seven or eight of them. I know Esther Williams was one of them, and I interviewed one at halftime. And after the game was over, they stayed up there in the big press box area. Um, and I got to go down and joined them and got to sit with uh, Henry Silva and have a couple of beers. And he was really a nice guy. I've seen him in a couple of movies, but uh, anyway, he passed away at the age of 95. Well, tomorrow, we've already got some good stuff lined up uh, with Aaron Real's got some things we want to talk about. We also have our
3: tech expert coming on.
2: Oh, yeah, and we've got that Bitcoin bunch of questions for him about something that there's talk about federal government. Doing away with cash and going to the Bitcoin coin kind yeah, of thing. Yeah,
3: the cashless, moneyless system.
2: Yeah, that'll be interesting to find out. So, got some good things lined up for tomorrow, as Katie always does. And um, I'm sure we'll have some bad jokes and some birthdays <laughs> to celebrate. Sounds good. But have a great day, and we'll see you tomorrow morning at 5 on AM Tampa Bay.
0: Live it up.